What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. We here on Multiverse Monologues are back with the Marvel Movie Marathon, and we are back in the MCU. It's a good place to be, as it always is, and this week especially, because I think this week we have the unique opportunity to not only dissect an older film, man, it, 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 talking about this movie feels like yesterday since this one came out, And but we're here to talk about it and we're here because this one is a unique opportunity because this time we get to dissect what came before, but also get, there is a debate with this film. There's a big debate with Captain America Civil War. Are you Team Cap or are you Team Iron Man? I remember it like it was yesterday. Everyone I asked leading up to this, well, whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? Sometimes they would be, uh, well, this team has Spider-Man, so yeah, I'm yeah. on that team. And and every time I was kind of like, uh, okay, well, that's kind of a stupid reason. I'm Team Pete. Once you, there, there you go. You could be Team Pete if you want to. So we're here to discuss this, go in depth. And just, I, I'm just so excited to talk about this because not only are we discussing what side we're on, but it's also we're discussing a, a really, really good film in Captain America Civil War and it's obviously me Ben Ray side as always on the Marvel Movie Marathon and always joining us uh, on this epic marathon is first off Mr. Ethan Wenslop. Ethan how you doing? I'm doing great I'm super pumped as always to be back here talking MCU this is a fun movie guys it not often do we get to watch a movie that we genuinely love but that talking about it's just genuinely, I think, going to be a great time today. But before before we get rolling, I got I got one thing to say to you guys. Mission report, December sixteenth, nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Dude, the way he Zemo delivers that line, man, and he says it so many times. Every time, it's like, whoa, holy catfish! And when we find out eventually what that mission report is, man, it really, I mean, it really hits you. We're going to talk about it, though, as well as me and Ethan are going to talk about it, but also Micah Head is going to talk about it. Micah, how are you doing? Uh, Ethan, I'm going to hold you over a sink and let you drown from your nose. <laughs> Don't and do it. Ben, I'm going to punch your perfect teeth out. Oh. <laughs> uh, man, I, I, my teeth are far from perfect, man. I've got a lot of work to do with these guys, but you I know what? That. There's a lot of people who put a lot of work into this film. We've got the Russo brothers returning for their second movie in Civil War. And uh, I mean, it seems about just about everyone in this movie is returning enough to where the comparisons are made that this is Avengers 2.5. Yeah, now, that was the that was the debate that went on in my school. Was this an Avengers movie or was it a Captain America movie? Because right. Nobody cared about Team Cap, Team Iron Man, because nobody ever <laughs> saw the movie where where I grew up. It was just, huh. it was why was this not an Avengers movie? <laughs> and it definitely, it definitely feels like it. But I, I, you know, I have, I have a, hopefully a convincing argument as There's to a why. Reason why yeah. There, there, there is elements, credence to both those arguments, and we're going to get into that. But before we do. I'd like to just say, and usually we give a little plug here before we get into the nitty-gritty, and I would say 
Check out TikTok. We're on TikTok, if you guys didn't know. We usually don't plug that, but uh, go on TikTok. It's Multiverse Monologues. Up. Mr. Wensloff has been killing it recently with the I, shorts. Let me just say this. I'm only, I am only have the content for the shorts because we kill it each and every week on the podcast. So there are good <laughs> clips to pull from Humble the podcast. There we go. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. And, there, and there's a lot of good snippets from our previous conversations. If you're new to the Marvel Movie Marathon, going back and reliving some of those. We've had a lot of good uh, engagement with the Daredevil movie and some of our takes there recently. There's been some pretty interesting takes on there, so go back, check those out. TikTok multiverse monologues. But, but, it, b- b- before you put a comment on those videos, maybe before you jump into nostalgically defending the movie, watch it again today. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're doing watch here. Again. We're watching these movies to right. make sure that they're as good as we remember, or as bad as we remember. And and there's been a lot that have been pretty bad. But, I I don't want to speak too soon, but I feel like this one Civil War is going to be a good one. But we're going to find out, gentlemen. Let's say we hit the hyperdrive, open our sling ring, hit, get into that TARDIS, and head over to the MCU. All right, I've run out of patience. On to Ruth! Hey, everyone. After the events of Avengers Age of Ultron, the world is divided on the issue of superhuman oversight. Captain America believes that the Avengers should be free to operate without government interference, while Iron Man believes that they need to be held accountable for their actions. When a new threat emerges, the Avengers must decide whether to put their differences aside and work together or risk tearing themselves apart. That is your plot summary for Captain America Civil War. Very, very, you know, 3,000-foot view. There's a lot that gets into this movie. And, you know, before we do, I mean, this, this there's a lot to this movie. I mean, both on either side of Captain America's side and Iron Man's side, I can say this. After this most recent rewatch, I really, I, I'm on a certain side for sure, but mm. I definitely can see mm. both sides, like definitely. So we're going to get into that, and I'm going to shoot it over to Mr. Wenslow oh, first. Yes. What do you remember about this movie? And after you say that, what team are you on? Yeah, so, so like you said, leading up to the release of this movie, it was, all right, Team Iron Man or Team Cap? And really... I didn't look into what the movie was about. I looked at those posters. I looked at you know, who was on each side, who was fine for who. Is winning here. Who, yeah, who do I like more? And I still, to this day, I die hard. Like I love Tony Stark. I love that character. So I was like, all right, I'm Team Iron Man going into the movie. And then, as your first time watching the movie, whatever reason you can, you justify why you're Team Iron Man. So yeah, I'm. I I was Team Iron Man at the time, and. I'll say this most recent rewatch, like you said, it is a little less clear. I I love the way this movie sets this narrative because I'm sitting there. Okay. Yeah. The thing is, I don't think there's a right answer. I think there are so many different issues in the movie where all right, at this point in the movie, I'm team cap in this point. I'm team Iron Man. So at, at the end of the day, I still think I lean Iron Man, but they they tell the story so well from both sides to where it's just a misunderstand. It just is. Baron Zemo did his job. Daniel Bruhill just killed it in that role. I re- I recently watched Inglorious Bastards for the first time. Mm, He's also great, great in movie, there. Yes. Yeah. 
But uh, he just he gets inside this Avengers organization and perfectly pits them against each other to where I don't know. I'm, I'm team Avengers, but I I don't know. I I can mm. see like, come on, Buck, Bucky killed Tony's parents. Cap's defending his friend. You know, Micah told me this the other day. He's like in a perfect world. Yeah, you're team Iron Man. When you can trust the government, and I do think that's what I was going to say. Yeah, there, wow. there are so many points. <laughs> there, are so, there are so many points in this movie where I feel like, yeah, I am Team Iron Man because they make good points. Oh, where's Hulk? Where's Thor? You have these two atomic bombs just gone. We need to uh, put some kind of regulations on this, and you have Wanda. Uh, at the beginning of the film, killing the Wakandans. Like there, there are points. I so I think right now I'm gonna go Team Iron Man. Okay, that's that's good. Now, when you, because I, we're gonna have a great discussion, folks. <laughs> you're in for something. You're in for a treat. Um, but when you first saw this movie back in 2016, we're talking. It was a May release slot. It was hype. How many times did you see this in the I, theaters? This was one time. This one was, time. Yeah. I mean, I you don't have unlimited resources in high school. That's true. You, yeah, don't I couldn't even drive. Twenty sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, I, it was freshman. I would. I think. Oh, well, I was, was in my freshman year. I'm yeah. a year behind you guys. That's true. So. So yeah, this was a one time, but I've seen it. I've seen it enough now. It's probably oh, fifth sure. time watching it. So I, I could I could see it more times, but okay. Yeah, I, lo- I really I'm impressed with this movie. Honestly, with the the stories they tell, the characters that are introduced, the amount of characters in this movie, it never to me it never got. To a point where, holy cow, they're losing the narrative. There's so much in here. I think they have that time at the airport where character, 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 so many characters fighting. But then for the big final act, they pull all that away. Mm-hmm. It's just Cap, Bucky, Tony, mm. and uh, Black Panther. It's a good good way to close it out. And so Agreed. Zemo, yeah, yep. of course. Agreed. Now... Micah, I, I I think I knew kind of going into this where Ethan's loyalties lied. What do you remember about this? Did you see this in theaters? And what team are you? I don't know if I saw this in theaters. Really? This, I don't know if I saw this one in theaters. Because uh, at this point, no, I definitely saw this in theaters because I was hyped about Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I saw this in theaters. I remember the trailer. Under um, Roos! Under yeah. Roos! Oh, yeah. Um, I... Uh, it wasn't opening weekend. Like I wasn't super hype on Marvel, but I did. I did make an effort to go see it in the theaters with my with my parents and family and all that. But as for Team Cap or Team Iron Man, I, I've maybe seen this twice. Yeah, maybe three times in my whole life. And uh, I may have seen my dad watched a lot of Marvel movies. Just he would put them on and just kind of have them at the end of the day, whatever sort of thing. So I would kind of pay attention, but not really. I would say, oh, cool action scene. Zone out for a while, and then uh, whatever. <laughs> Zone out. Yeah, I, I didn't really pay attention to movies back then, but <clears throat> looking at it now, I think that there's three points that are important in this movie, like three definite tone changes where you can say, all right, this is where I'm making my decision if I'm Team Cap or Team Iron Man, hmm. and it's certain lines. So I want to I wanna read the lines real quick. We've got the first part of the movie, right, where we see Wanda causing all this havoc unintentionally, but they're also saving the lives of so many by stopping these guys. Mm-hmm. Then the Segovia Accords are proposed to the Avengers and they're discussing them. And Vision says this thing that really sticks with me. I think this is one of the strongest lines in the movie. 
In the eight years since Mr. Stark announced himself as mm-hmm. Iron Man, the number of known enhanced persons has grown exponentially. And during the same period, a number of potentially world-ending events has risen at a commensurable rate. And then Steve says, are you saying it's our fault? I'm saying there may be a causality. Mm -hmm. Our very strength invites challenge. Challenge incites conflict. And conflict Conflict. breeds catastrophe. Oversight. Oversight is not an idea that can be dismissed out of hand. Rhodey sees that as an absolute win. Boom. Boom. But is that a win for them? Because that line really foreshadows what's going to go on with the government. They oversee. They don't even consider the fact Mm -hmm. that it would have been uh, not Bucky. All right. Next part. So we see a little bit more of the plot unfold. We see where everyone lies. We see, okay, this is the team Cap. This is the team Iron Man. Um, Iron Man's still recruiting. He goes... And he finds this rookie hotshot out in New York. He finds Peter Parker. He's talking to him. He's talking about, all right, what's your story? You know, what what are you doing? He says, uh, you know, my whole life, I've had these powers for six months. I read books. I read books. I built computers. And I would love to play football, but mm-hmm. yeah. I couldn't then, so I shouldn't be able to now. Right, because you're I couldn't, different. I know, but that, that applies to the plot, too. Mm-hmm. They oh, could then, absolutely. but should they now? Right, because you're different. Yeah, but I can't tell anybody that, so I'm not. Then he thinks, and he says this line. Look, when you can do the things that I can, but you don't, and then the bad things happen, they happen because of you. So this is the Team Iron Man line. Or is it the Team Cap line? I mean, like, it could be both, right? And then uh, the third point I want to point out, uh, I won't get into super detail in it, but it's when Iron Man basically just switches sides at the end and says, oh yeah, Cap, you're right. Really, that's before the the video. The Bucky reveal. The Bucky yeah. reveal. Yeah. Okay. So, do you? Those have... are the points in the movie where you could say, "Okay, I'm ready to switch sides," or "Yeah, I'm reinforcing. This is where I'm going to be." And at the end of the day, or all right. So at the beginning of the day, I was totally team. Um, which one's Vision? He's on Cap, right? Yeah. No, team, team, team Iron Man. Iron Man. Team Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So he is for control. He wants the Sokovia Accords to be um, instated. He wants the the Avengers to be controlled a little bit more. And that seems okay from the get-go. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. We're all for uh, mm-hmm. keeping things in check because of all these extraterrestrial, world-threatening things. And then we see, can the government handle that in this universe? No. They can't. It, and narratively, it works so narratively, well. Because yeah. we, Zemo targets. Yeah. This is exactly what Zemo wants. And uh, if not for the Sokovia Accords, Zemo wouldn't have succeeded. Because Zemo wants them to be against each other. And that's what happens. Yeah. And After it, this movie, here, let me, let me yeah, finish real ahead. quick. After this movie, I would say you have to be Team Cap. You, for me, mm-hmm. you have to be Team Cap. Because if you don't live long enough to be, you know, if you don't die a hero, mm-hmm. then you live long enough to become the villain. And, you know, if if, if you're the hero, you're going to be placed blame. Like, you just have to. To, to me, this movie is so cool. It's all about blame. Because it marks the pivot in the these character arcs. Captain America. He's America's man. Right, he's gonna fight for the country for law and order. That's what he's fighting for. Yeah. 
And Iron Man, he's not the guy to crawl on the wire. You know, he just cut mm-hmm. the wire. But at this point in this movie, this is when the two guys, they switch positions. Because you just had Cap go through Hail Hydra, go through Winter Soldier, that the biggest government organization knew about S.H.I.E.L.D. was corrupted from inside. Mm. They fell. So he's at this vulnerable state where, of course, he's not going to submit to the government. Why would he? But then Tony is at a state where he's progressing more into a person who's willing to give up that selfishness, that control. And he has a really great conversation by the elevator with that mother. Oh. And she's like, mm-hmm. uh, my well, son died. Too, yeah. My son died here. And it was your fault. And that sits with him. So there, there's not a right answer. I think you're right in the fact that you got to lean more towards Cap. But there's still so much happening like it's not just black and white it's not black and white but ben go ahead take it away so for me i'm gonna quote iron man here and say there's no decision making process on this you know kind of already made up my mind i've been a cap guy ever since 2011 so i went in like you did Mm -hmm. i'm on team cap side and i still i am totally team like this Mm -hmm. this movie is definitely now it does a good job of like I totally see where Tony Stark is coming from from his perspective I he created Ultron there's a lot of blame on Tony in the past especially because of Age of Ultron I mean if you had someone come up to you and blame the death of their son on you you know I mean he even says it he's like you know we'll never know because we dropped a building on him when we were kicking ass you know like (laughs) he is so guilt stricken from the Avengers past he's like whatever whatever form that takes I'm game I'm done yeah. so I see where he's coming from because Avengers 1 he was so Iron Man 3 we saw him and so I think the big and, and I totally get where he's coming from but I am totally on Team Cap because the one line where Team Cap says yeah but this this document is made by people with agendas and agendas change mm-hmm. uh, the government's always going to be there and if if they force us to do something we don't like there's that's always going to happen and the part that really solidifies it for me is when at the end of the film tony realizes cap is right and immediately goes behind their back and goes to visit cap Mm -hmm. because it serves his goals and so that's the thing you can't sit here and wait for a committee to make these quick like decisions Captain America is absolutely correct when saying that the safest hands are still our own. These are mm. you're going to have to trust us. There's a great moment in the Man of Steel film at the end of the film where the government is they find Superman and they're like we're going to we, like how are we supposed to trust you, you know? Like and he's like you know you're just going to have to do it, you know? I'm I was born on Kansas. I'm about as American as I get, but I could wipe you out in a second. There does need to be a level of trust, and the government's never going to have that. Who's going to stop these heroes? Now, I get that Ultron is Tony's fault. There needed to be oversight there, but Loki is something the government has no control on. If you were to wait long enough, the city would be under his control right then and there. The Avengers took that moment, absolutely went to the city first and foremost. If you remember, the government's first reaction to the battle of new york was to nuke new york Mm -hmm. that is absolutely wrong so 
I get where Tony's coming from, but I'm absolutely team cap. Mm-hmm. And I can I just say that putting that aside, this movie marks a turning point for me in my relationship with the MCU. <laughs> when this movie came out, I went and saw this movie four times wow. in the theaters. Wow. It was so impactful to me that after this, and, and even in phase three, because we're in phase three now. This the is the MCU, kickoff to phase three. This is insane. Everything after this is just, you know, pardon my, like, balls to the walls crazy. So my, uh, my, my first note on my sheet I wrote, it says, even after all these years when that Marvel Studios intro plays, I get. I still get this giddy. This is the first I one, still right? get giddy inside. I'm like, the... yes. It's it's not the new like Doctor animated Strange style, has, but it's yeah. still. When you see those, the logo go up, you just you can't help but get excited, and it's cool to know that today when we've had a lot of stinkers recently, that I still get those feelings watching yes. watching that. I I went and did in a little exercise with this one in particular because I remember being in driver's ed in like. <laughs> february or whatever and they released i got the notification sitting there captain america civil war trailer two and i remember the internet going crazy i hadn't seen it so i i was so excited to get out of driver's ed went into my car first thing i did was look at the the trailer and spider-man pops up at the end and i just remember this is the greatest thing ever this shit like it shifts star wars whatever marvel i'm on the hype train till and it really doesn't stop until Endgame. Oh, yeah. yeah especially uh, the next movie that comes yeah, out yeah the 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 i took a screenshot of spidey holding cap shield from the trailer that was my wallpaper on my oh. ipod 4 Damn. my touch 4 yeah <laughs> dude that's i mean it really does mark the turning point to where the MCU goes full out. This is where we're going. We're going to plow through. This is the road to the end game, pretty much. Yeah, until end game. That's pretty, uh, it's pretty consistent with that vision, I feel. It's so good. And, I mean, there's so many elements to praise. I mean, first off, right off the bat, you have two huge characters in the MCU introduced in Black Panther and, obviously, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And if you're Micah, there's a third character introduced in there, too. Yeah, I didn't see Ant-Man before this <laughs> watching it in theaters. So uh, I was like, who's this dude? He could, he could shrink? That's cool. What did you Orange think? Slices? So what did you think of... Let's start with Black Panther, because, I, I mean, huge character, he's yeah. introduced. What did you think of Black Panther when he was first introduced? I uh, I liked him then. I love him now. Just, it oh, is man. it is so good, just the way that, because we had seeds sprinkled in the earlier movies, like, you have Saw, per, or uh, Saw, no, what's his name? Claw. Yeah. Claw, yep. per, purchasing vibranium in Age of Ultron, and he loses his this arm. Cool. And then, yeah, uh, Andy Serkis. So you know Wakanda's coming, and then you hear Wakanda again. But back in the day, I had no idea what the heck Wakanda was. I don't know. I didn't know it was linked to this. But now it's so cool. So like the Infinity Saga, rewatching it is literally so rewarding. Oh. It, it's so cool. But T'Challa is fantastic in this movie, and he that speech. I don't. I don't want to misquote his speech at the end when he's talking to Zemo, when he's like, "Vengeance has filled me," but. I'd let it. I'm. I'm butchering it. I you am. Put it in, but it's vengeance has consumed yeah. me. It's consuming them. 
uh, vengeance has consumed you. It's consuming them. I am done letting it consume yeah. me. So good, right oh. there. And Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. One of the positive elements of that is that line carries over into that film about the vengeance is consuming you. Like really good stuff, man. Yeah. I think, he, especially his moment with Black Widow. My father thought so. Where you would travel the green belt and then where you would run forever. Like that speech, like totally enraptured me. The music in the background. He is, don't bother Mr. Romanoff. Mm -hmm. I'll kill him yeah. myself. Yeah, you know what? I love how this movie shows, not tells, how Black Panther forgives all these different characters for what they allegedly did, but then were proven guilty or uh, innocent. And that's awesome to me. That's great character writing. And you know who wrote this? Uh, our same, our, our boys. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Our boys. That's right. Christopher Marcus, Stephen McFeely. They're great. I the love goats. them. The goats. They did Thor The Dark World. <laughs> they also did Winter Soldier. And I think they do Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, they did Cap. They did uh, Dark World, Winter Soldier. What else? What else? What else? Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, and that's it, yeah. They had their hands it. on a lot of the main, big MCU, and almost all the Infinity Stone movies, they yeah. have their hands in. Ethan hit most of the Black Panther stuff, but I also want to add that um, Chadwick Boseman was diagnosed with cancer that year, too. Mm. So our entire time that we see him on screen, he had cancer. That's That's powerful. Like I, we, I can't even imagine what he would go through. And I think that speaks to why he was so, in interviews, you can see it, he was very apprehensive of bringing this icon to life. And there's a great interview with him talking about how he visited a child who wanted so badly just to see Black Panther on screen because of what he did. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to sit there and embody this huge character. And he does it to perfection, man. I, it, it, he's so good. And another character who I think plays a very huge character to perfection is Tom Holland. Tom Holland. What this do you is, think of Tom Holland, wow, man? Wow, this is... Looking at the new Spider-Man movies, this is so differently written, I feel. he uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man started off very jittery, very but still like thought out. You know what I mean? Like his lines... I, I said his line, uh, yeah. when you can do the things I can... But you don't. Then That's the bad that. things happen. They happen because of you. Yeah. I like how he has these motivations beyond what's shown. He would love to play football, but he sh he didn't then, so he shouldn't now. There's things that you don't get in new Spider-Man. Also, Tom Holland's 20 in this movie. He <laughs> looks young, too. <laughs> he's 20. He's younger so, than I am right now. I remember watching this movie, and he said, man, algebra test. Nailed it. And that day, going to see Winter Soldier in the theaters for opening day, I had an algebra test. I was in algebra. I was like growing up Civil with War. Tom Holland. With Civil War. Yeah. yeah, with Civil War. I was growing up with... I, when he said that, I'm like, I'm done. Spider-Man's my, my age right yeah. there. Like, this is my guy, man. He was so good. So this does... Yes, it marks the entrance of tom holland spider-man into the mcu for the first time do do you know how deep into the mcu we are what number movie is this yeah i got you i'm gonna look that up yeah i have to but imagine more than you 10, come yeah. this far this is a seven oh keep going keep going we come this far into the mcu 15. without spider-man so 15 movies into the mcu and finally spider-man is introduced and sir at the time everyone super pumped 
you're getting Spider-Man interacting with the Avengers. But now, you know, as everyone does years later, they look back on things like, man, that was probably super stupid doing that. I see so many critics attacking this moment because it showed the MCU just wanting to put Spider-Man on the big screen. That was a big thing. I remember that. holding restraint. Because, yeah, you do. You skip his origin story. First time we see him, he's interacting with the Avengers. And you have Tony Stark pulled into Spider-Man Homecoming. So Spider-Man never really became his own character. But I'm at the, I, I think that's fine. We've seen Spider-Man be his own character twice already. And n- not only does this mark the official debut of Spider-Man in the MCU, but it really marks the yeah, Andrew Garfield goodbye. You're mm-hmm. out of here. Yep. Which... Still, people still are upset about, but no one at the time was upset about this. At the time, it, no. It was so exciting getting Spider-Man in the Avengers, and it's it still is. It still yeah, is. and it also introduces the new conflicts of the Sony-verse trying to get into the MCU. Because mm. Spider-Man should not have been in the MCU got before this movie. to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Before this movie, nobody ever thought that Spider-Man would be in the MCU because Sony owned them. Mm-hmm. Sony owned all of the Spider-Man stuff. Never should have happened. I think it's good that it did, though. Well, that was it, and, and I love. Yeah, you. I mean, you kind of talked about it, but his motivation and how it ties into the plot. When you can do the things that I can, but you don't, then the bad thing, like that, mm-hmm. really ties well into the plot. I don't think they were he was originally going to have a huge part in this film and then sony actually pulled back and they're like ah we don't know if we want to do this deal so black panther's part was actually beefed up a lot of what you see wasn't actually supposed to be because they were going to have spider-man be way more integral and you can tell because spider-man he shows up with tony stark in that one scene in the apartment he's in the airport battle and then they have a post credit scene. He's really mm-hmm. not in this movie very much. Mm. And I think it does a service to this movie because at the end of the day, this is this story is really about Captain America yeah. and and I will say this, Iron Man. If Spider-Man was in this anymore, he would have overshadowed everybody else. I, I feel know, like I don't even he, know about he, that. At the time, he was still the big spotlight. Everyone uh, half the people going to this movie were like, "All right, I want to see the team Captain Iron Man." Half the people were like, "I want to see Spider-Man." Spider-Man. Yeah. That's yeah. why I want I mean, he he outsells every other character in the comics. Oh yeah, hundred to one. Like, there's no question, Spider-Man is the way he is. But bringing him into this universe of already established huge characters, I think, really serves him well. I think it would have been very different if you were to take Andrew Garfield and then throw him into this universe with these other. I think you need a new Spider-Man, and I think they did it well, very very well. Yeah, his scene i love his scene with captain america where they share well where are you from queens brooklyn like mm. that little that little like, they're enemies but i wish they would have gotten a little more between cap and spider-man i love how they uh show peter's uh ability to hold himself up in a fight how he's how he's fighting bucky and he grabs his arm he's like whoa is that is that a metal arm you got a metal arm that dude. is awesome that dude is awesome and bucky's like how are you holding my arm steady like right now? Oh, what? <laughs> and then uh, uh, Rhodey and oh no, not Rhodey. Um, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, Anthony. They're they're just Falcon. so done with him <laughs> by the time I don't that fight's done. Never been in a fight, but there's usually not this much talking, and it's perfect. It's Spider Man right there. It's it's yeah, perfect. I think that he was written with just enough quips. Yeah, and I think there were too many quips for that fight scene with the addition of Ant Man. I think they should have picked oh. one or the other. 
Listen, he because I love the Ant Man quips, but he would do a quip and then he would do a second quip on top of it, and that would kind of throw me over. But like, uh, mm, I eh. I don't know. If it, it wasn't enough to break it, but it was enough to be like, okay, okay, that was like B tier. Ant Man to me in this movie, everything works with Ant Man mm. in this movie. Just his introduction of him sleeping in the van. That was awesome. Getting up, he's like, ah, geez, just feeling Captain America's muscles. I'm shaking your hand too long. I feel like he wasn't written into the script. I feel like he was just like. <laughs> oh, uh, Ant Man just came out. Uh, uh, Paul Rudd, you're you're in the next studio. Just like, come over real quick. Let's he, record some stuff. It really does feel like that. Like as Tony starts walking through the prison at the end of the film, and he's like, you know, he's like, he's like, whatever his face said, never trust a Stark. And Tony's like, who are you again? <laughs> like yeah. he just is an afterthought. Like <laughs> Hank Pym says not to trust a Stark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who are you? That's so good. I love that. And he's so upset too. Yeah, he's right. like, oh. <sighs> Come on, like, what yeah. happened there? Right. Throwback to the Ant-Man post-credit scene when uh, Falcon looks at the cap and says, I think I know a guy. <laughs> and, and it's... What's up, Tic Tac? <laughs> it was a great audition. So but... many one-liners with Ant-Man. And... Yeah. So let's let's shift gears here to Captain America and Iron Man. So you, you lean Team Iron Man, Ethan. Like, Present that because to me, clearly Cap is in the right here. Yeah, so I think that all the points are valid, right? The government, you can't trust it, but I think that you do need regulations at a point because Wanda, what we see later, she gets very, very unhinged in the later movies. She just does. And you got to always factor vision into it. This is a man who picked up Mjolnir, and yes, Cap picks up Mjolnir later. We know that. But Vision's got, like, he's got a point. Vision is on Team Iron Man. I mean, granted, Iron Man made him. Who knows what wiring he did. But I think, so this is first half of the movie, 100% Team Tony. And then second half of the movie, I do lean more into Cap. Yeah, until government fails, you can be because when uh, you hear Rhodey say it at the end of that uh, first act, he's like, "Congratulations, Cap, you're a criminal." Right? That moment, Cap's. I think Cap's wrong in that. Yeah, they're coming after Bucky, but Cap's there. He can make sure that Bucky gets apprehended and that they don't kill him. He's there. He doesn't have to go through that big highway sequence where many people probably did get hurt. Many people probably did die. Many Audis got hurt in that yeah. scene. So here's what I'll say to that then. But if he was on the side of Team Iron Man in that situation, he probably wouldn't have been sent in there to go for Bucky. Mm-hmm. Too much history. I can totally see them saying that. So we're going to send in our death squad to just kill mm-hmm. Bucky. You know, like... There's just so many things that where I think of like if Cap wasn't there out of the government's hands, Bucky would be dead. Mm-hmm. I think. Like and so and it clearly Bucky is in the right. He it wasn't his fault. Now he did do a lot of bad things in the past, but he didn't bomb the UN. And that's where the government comes into it. And Cap has the knowledge, like, you know, where I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. He knows Bucky's innocent. But I, there's just so many times in this like and I think especially from uh oh man who William Hurt returns in this movie as General Thaddeus Ross from Incredible Hulk great poll and he's like he's presenting this information you know New York Washington DC Sokovia and it's like well most of those if the Avengers weren't there 
you would have so much more crap on your hands. Like that scene is great for memes, by the way. Just the Avengers <laughs> watching footage and reacting to it. Yes, I've oh, seen yeah. so many great memes from yes. that. And when when he looks back at Tony, and <laughs> Tony looks over at him. He's like, <laughs> "Yes." I just but, I, I keep coming back to if the Avengers weren't there to stop it, what are you going to do here? Like, it's about the damage control. That's what they're complaining about. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, okay, yeah, you saved the world, but you killed a bunch of people in the process. And it's the same, like, yay, Patrick, we saved the city, and it's exploded. But yeah. there's, there's, you know, we don't trade lives. They say that, too, but they definitely do. They definitely do trade lives. And we'll see that in the well, following What do you, what do you mean by that? They trade lives. They trade lives, you know, the world's life for these people of Sokovia. Like, okay, yeah, we can have these people of Sokovia die and risk... There, there's so many things that, you, and you can't control everything. You can't control it, and that's why I said, uh, in a perfect, in a perfect world, yes, right, you yes. would be team control the Avengers, right? Make sure that they have these checks and balances. But it doesn't work like that. And Cap knows this mm. so well. And this is the genius of the writing here. I mean, yeah. he just went through. I mean, Winter this, Soldier. This is the movie that I want to. I want to say a lot about the previous movies too. Each character, Iron Man and Cap lead up to this movie they took all of the writing from the previous movies and they said all right what do these characters amount to what do they look like can i jump in real quick sure yeah, just th that's why i'm so team iron man because emotionally yeah writing wise i just totally see where this guy's coming from totally see where he's at yes the government will fail cap's right in that department but then I you have that mom talking to him. You have all this leading up to character his own character journey, where he goes to, where he's at now. And then at the end of all of this, Bucky killed his parents. That mm. is huge mm. emotionally. Yes, he should have self-control know that that's a different Bucky. But just character-wise, I connect and I can grab onto Tony so so much in this movie. Whereas, yeah, outside Team Cap makes more sense but like the journey i'm so there for tony's journey go ahead keep yeah going. and then with cap he with hydra like the whole time it, he thought that the good guys were good and then he found out they were bad and he was like okay okay now the bad guys are dead but what if there's more bad guys than the good guys and there are there's definitely going to be more corruption in the government in in this universe and you see that i mean even with the recent <clears throat> Secret Invasion, <laughs> no matter how bad it was, it proves oh. Cap's point even more, that the government was corrupt uh, throughout this entire MCU saga. They, Who knows what kind of different universe it would have been if, like, say this were canon, right? And we we didn't have this, like, past uh, viewing that, that scrolls were in it. If scrolls were always in it and always written into this MCU plot, we could have seen scrolls manipulating things throughout this whole timeline. Yeah, that would have been epic to see. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I talking about secret invasion just makes me I'm mad. Just, I'm just, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know. I, but I think uh, there's credence to the level of what. I just want to interject. No, right, so go, ahead, go ahead. At the time I watched the movie, I was Team Iron Man because you know I liked Iron Man more. He was cool. I asked my dad. I said, Dad, whose team are you on? He read this to me. This is a pull from scripture. 
we don't read scripture much on the podcast, but this is what he said to me Ooh. to defend Team Iron Man. He said, so Romans 13, 1 says, everyone must submit himself to governing authorities, for there is no authority <laughs> except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Amen. 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 That's scripture right wow. there. You can't argue that, Ben. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I think one one can argue with this, and that's the collective mind of the internet itself. And we've asked Google Bard. <laughs> oh, we've asked Google we Bard. We have not looked at this yet. Uh, if you guys don't know, Google Bard is uh, just Google's like AI chatbot thing. AI, much like uh, um, what's his face? Our not Ultron. Ultron. Not uh, Vision? Ultron. Vision. There Vision. we go. Yeah. So this yeah. is like Vision. At the end of the movie, looking back. What would Vision have said? Uh, we asked Google Bard, are you hashtag Team Cap or hashtag Team Iron Man? Straight up said, I am Team Cap. Uh, I believe that Captain America is right to believe that the Avengers should be free to operate without government interference. The Avengers are a group of highly trained and skilled individuals who have dedicated their lives to protecting humanity. They have a proven track record of success, and they are uniquely positioned to deal with the threats that the world faces. There you go. There you go. That's but I also, uh, oh yeah, and and uh, I also believe that Captain America is right to be concerned with the potential for government overreach. The Sokovia Accords would give the United Nations too much control. That's true. That is very so, true. And then it says about Iron Man, um, concerns about collateral damage. That is a huge issue. Um, <laughs> so not that we put in any huge stake to what an AI has to say about this, but it is interesting that it said that. I wonder if it's auto-generated, and if you asked it again, would it say something different? It says Team Cap oh, wow. all three times. All three drafts Yeah, have you can Team draft Cap. it multiple times. And, and I think says, end of the, this uh, yeah. is Cap's movie, right? It is. He, he should be the hero by, the end, Captain by the end of it. I, but is he the hero at the end of it? Because he kind of goes off the rails. But we'll get into that. And I think, but, well, I think I want, Jurassic Times... Call for drastic measures, and <laughs> well, this was a drastic time. What I want to say is, though, like the reason that there is such a debate is because of the performances, and I think I have to I have to highlight one person in particular who steals the show, and I've got to go across teams here because Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., gives, and I'm going to say a hot take here, gives his best performance mm. as Iron Man across the MCU. I, I think he is so good in this movie. At the end, his because it's 2v1 and he's and he's just fighting these two people and then at the end the emotion that you feel from him, my father made that shield. That shield doesn't belong to you. Like I physically so many times in this movie I'm sitting here and I am so invested in what Iron Man is doing. Mm -hmm. His performance, he really grows into the godfather of the mcu throughout phase three he's so so good in this movie Hi, i mean he's so good in everything else but shout out to robert downey jr i think you take Is that the favorite character right there in everything i mean we'll get i mean yeah i'm gonna go with iron man as my favorite mm. character weirdly enough wow because wow but the performance that he delivers in this movie just his his conversation with cap after he, cap gets arrested and he brings out the pen and he's like you know yeah documents can be amended his whole dude i just man do i and then the whole time i'm watching this i'm like man do i miss the times where the mcu was so investing that i could sit here and just forget about everything else and just be in awe just of the story the that i'm being treated with Remember so characters have depth 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is though. It, 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 oh. That like that's why this debate is so fun because the writing is there for both sides. You know, like, sure, end of the day, team cap. Yeah, with Google Bard, three times, three different drafts says, you know, team cap, and it breaks it down really nicely. But you watch the movie, it makes sense. It just does. Both sides are where they are. But something else, very similar at the same time. Also, DC was released in a movie similar times. Ben, I know you're very passionate very. about Batman <laughs> v Superman. Do you- only their mothers had the same name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top review on Letterboxd. That is the that is the the argument. What ben, were you gonna say? Though? You love Batman v Superman more than anyone I've ever met. Yes, and I don't particularly love it. I, I don't like particularly it. hate it. But most recent rewatch of Civil War, are you still, you still say that Batman v Superman is better than Civil War? Yes, absolutely. Writing. Absolutely. Are we talking... Uh, Writing-wise, even more so, yes. Are we talking extended edition or normal Performances, edition? Performances, I really take issue with Jesse Eisenberg. Definitely. But I think Batman versus Superman, and it's not to get into this because it's definitely a Civil <laughs> War review, but I think Batman versus Superman's writing is absolutely top notch and it's not no it's no knock to civil war i praise the writing already but i i i have more that i like and more is complex with batman v superman but i've also seen batman versus superman more times than civil war i love digging into the arguments that that movie has online mm-hmm. um and even today you know people are still what are people talking about you know civil war or are they talking about Batman versus Superman? There's still an ongoing argument and debate on whether or not Snyder Batman versus won't Superman. Let us forget. Come on. It is good. Come on. But many people have issues with that film, and I think the extended cut makes it. You know, there's a lot of issues that Batman v Superman has. But again, I'm talking about two movies that I rate the same. I'm not going to give hmm. away my rating for hmm. Civil War, but I hold them very close. I think Batman versus Superman, for me personally, edges this out just a little bit. Okay, strong, strongly disagree. Yes. Heavily, and, but I don't want to yeah. de-escalate into a debate about that because all in all, one day we'll talk about Batman v Superman on this very podcast. Yes. That's right. Yes. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not to take away anything from Civil War because I love both of these films. I would say I'm more invested in the characters of the MCU, for sure. There's one movie of build-up before Batman v Superman. There is 14 before Civil War. I'm obviously more invested in the characters. I just think his films, I like Batman v Superman a little better. But that's just me. I know it's not the popular opinion. But with this... um what else do we want to say for this before I Stanley cameo critiques do we Ooh, have critiques for this point, movie great point yep a, a big critique is that Bucky isn't fleshed out he's kind of just there to be um in some ways a damsel of mm-hmm. distress j- just trying to be protected the whole time what do you guys think about that so yeah that's a that's a good point because when the writing is so good for cap so good for Iron Man you do get writing that's not as great for the other characters. Like, I think Ant-Man is a big one. Mm. Ant-Man's just trying to get back with his daughter. This is totally, right? Not why the, would he be in here? Not the smart right. move for him. It's just not. And uh, Tony bringing in Spider-Man, 
maybe yeah. as a guardian type <laughs> thing not the smartest move and clint clint leaves retirement to help fight in this battle a, lo- a lot of that they even question it mid-fight i mean yeah. he's like are we still friends depends on how hard you hit me uh-huh. yeah. And then he's pulling his punches. Yeah. So it, it's very clear that they don't want to fight. And I would have liked to see that a little bit more, some resistance between the other guys of like, oh, I'm not going to have a part in this. Like, I'm not going to sign. And then someone's like, all right, so since you're not signing, you're with them or something like that. That is where the team up takes precedence for this big movie more so than the writing. Because mm-hmm. Why would but Scott I mean, Lang or Hawkeye do that? You can't deny. It's just such a fun sequence. It is. It is. It's it is so really, fun. The air, listen, the airport fight sequence is probably the best action sequence we've got in the MCU so far. Disagree? I think it's Spider-Man the best sequence. action sequence. <laughs> the whole fight is so visually interesting. And I mean, here. so I, I praise and then critique. You're talking about critiques. I have two. Uh, one, green screen. In the airport sequences, some green screen looks absolutely atrocious. When Iron Man is talking to Cap in the airport sequences, looks horrible, in my opinion. Oh, like a suit? Uh, suit, and then the background, yeah. like the, the green screen, is horrible. Um, and then my second critique is the music is not good. It's Henry okay. Jackman. His one theme, the very intrigue, Zemo's theme is what you would call it. That's the only really standout theme, and there's no Avengers theme, not that there should be, but no Cap theme, no Iron Man theme. It, there, there's a lot that is left to be desired with the music in this movie. So, But that doesn't really take away from it. That's just a critique that I personally have. Well, he was the one who did uh, Big Hero 6, Winter Soldier. And he did Winter Soldier, which the Winter Soldier soundtrack, the Winter Soldier soundtrack is fantastic. So I don't really know what he was doing with this one, but I don't know. That's a critique that I have, though. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, One critique I have is uh, one of the trailers before the Blu-ray was just a behind-the-scenes, how like what they did with a sponsorship with Audi. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Like, why was that a trailer? It was like something you find on the behind-the-scenes footage. It was like interviews with a bunch of different cast. Yeah, we did this all uh, no CG when we flipped that Audi in the middle of the. Oh yeah, yeah. It was very. Would you guys say that a lot of elements in this movie? were parallel to Dark Knight. We had the underground car chase scene. We had the elements of what is right and what is wrong. We had the social manipulation. We had all these different things. We had the good guys taking the blame so that they can do the better thing. Yes and no. I think a lot of those are pretty thematically resonant in many superhero films. We haven't seen those much yet. I in mean, MCU. what is right and what is wrong, that's a pretty universal <laughs> theme, I feel like. No, 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 no. like and making the audience question what is right, what is wrong. When do you question that in Dark Knight? In Dark Knight? Yeah, what is right. who is, I mean, that's Harvey Dent's whole mm-hmm. character. Right. That's But at the end of the day, he, you know he's wrong. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know mm-hmm. that... Uh, that's true, though. I get what you're saying when he is when he's going to the lengths to take out the Joker thug, and he's like, I'm going to take you down right here because you're not going to tell me who the Joker is. Yeah, yeah. Civil War that. is another movie saying that it's not all black and white, just like The Dark Knight. I get that. and I mean, it's definitely also a theme in Batman vs. Superman, that's for sure. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of those themes that you mentioned are pretty resonant in 
you know, we just haven't seen other... one that's this strong in the MCU. So okay, far. That, that one I will give to you. Yeah, I, I, I agree there. This when, is our most uh, Christopher Nolan like movie. I feel mm-hmm. like, dude. I feel. I mean, there's not a lot to critique. The writing, yeah, you mentioned that a little bit. I just think, besides that, I mean, music is minor. CGI in that one scene, minor. Everything it else keeps you pretty entertained. For the I whole mean, thing. seriously, the but, whole ending fight sequence is between the emotion that's dealt there. Did you did you know, Rogers? Don't bullcrap me. Did you know? Mm, and right there good. and there, I'm sitting there like, holy crap! And there there's silence. And then and then Cap looks at him and he's like, yes. And then he back. He literally is so taken aback that one of his top teams from the Avengers knew this thing about his parents and didn't tell him. And it oh, it, it's so good. That scene. it wasn't him. It wasn't I, him, Tony. I don't care. He killed my mom. I don't even blame Tony. In Friends that don't lie. You watch that great poll. Yeah. You watch that scene. I mean, of I him do it too. Brutally beating <laughs> up Tony's parents, and I don't even blame Tony. Like, how, how do you sit there and watch that happen and then not want to go ape, like, ballistic? Yeah. How do you know that your mom's, your parents' murder was in front of you the whole time? Also, it's interesting you said, he killed my mom, not my parents. He killed my mom, not my dad and my mom. Killed I don't my mom. Care. We know his relationship with his dad, dad is a little rough. Yeah, yeah. we know that's rough. Yeah. And I, just the little things. That, mm-hmm. That's cool. Little thing that is fixed so expertly done in Endgame. Little just things are big now. There. Another, Go ahead. all right, critique wise, um, this is just a nitpick. Highway, the highway scene, Bucky's running on foot, T'Challa's chasing him on foot. There's a solid minute of Steve fully accelerating in a car, doesn't catch them. Mm, they're just I, so fast. I think they're, they're so freaking fast. <laughs> um, good critique. Anthony yep. Mackie, I don't really care for his quips. A lot of them were like, oh, that. I like Tic Tac. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really <laughs> like. costume. Yeah. Same, yeah. same thing with uh, Winter Soldier. Mm. Anthony Mackie's quips weren't the best. I've, yeah. But to me, the biggest sin this movie did, mm. and I think it's just because they wanted to see Cap kiss somebody, but oh. Sharon Carter. Having we didn't even sh- talk about yeah, Sharon having Carter. Having Sharon Carter in there. And I agree. Especially with how Cap's arc concludes in Endgame. This feels like such a big misstep because you have that emotional scene where peggy dies at the beginning of the movie and then in the middle of the movie just randomly he's making out with the the granddaughter doesn't work yeah it it doesn't work and i i think that is the biggest misstep they do with cap's arc (laughs) great point great point (laughs) and then uh falcon and uh, falcon and the winter (laughs) soldier part though they're they're in the car they're just like oh yeah they're just happy (laughs) for their boy you know like look at that yeah, dude, good stuff. I, I've never really been an Anthony Mackie Falcon huge supporter. I don't mind him, but I've never really cared yeah. about his character. And unfortunately, being the new Captain America, I still am not fully invested in him. I mean, like, it's been 18 projects since Captain America and Winter Soldier. Yeah. We still haven't seen them. So uh, one, one other line I do yeah. want to talk about is Spider-Man's kind of awkward line about Empire Strikes Back. Yes. You guys have seen that really old movie? Kind of awkward? Yeah, you guys ever seen that really old movie it's not Empire Strikes like Back? A true nerd. Yeah, it, you know he would say Star Wars. You like, seen Star Wars? Ep- Empire oh, Strikes right, Back. That's fair. Yeah. When they're on Hoth, not Snow. That you know, Snow it's planet. a little like dude's okay. got a Macintosh in his room. Well, okay, so I they take build that, the Millennium Falcon in the next movie or I the Death Star or whatever as him trying to dumb it down for everyone else so that they can understand. The if he said, "Oh yeah, the AT-ATs on Hoth." 
no one's going to understand that. That would have been you know? cool, though. Oh, I agree. That would have been so Peter Parker. But I think he is... Maybe it was opening it up to what they could write Peter Parker as. Maybe they wouldn't make him so nerdy this time, but more geeky. That's fair. But no, I I, I like what, what you said, Ben, because it's like, this is big, big shot. His first time working with the Avengers, he doesn't know how they talk. He doesn't know how into the movie references they are mm. so yeah it feels like that's how i feel whenever i'm talking to anyone oh yeah it's so hard to talk to other people about the mcu when they're not like right here because yeah. you have to i immediately feel dumber talking about marvel when people don't yes. i feel like the stupid one yep so it, it you know because you have to dumb it down so much and then you just lost for words so yeah, it, it makes it makes sense that yeah. he would he would say that it just totally. feels awkward to me because he says the line and everyone understands what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. So like he could have said Star Wars, yeah, and no one like goes after him. Like you mean like Star Wars or something? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so they say, "How old is this kid?" Yeah, but, yeah, that makes sense. But I I don't know. I feel like they should have dogged him for just not saying Star Wars mm. <laughs> and Hoth. Like, oh, you mean Hoth? Because everyone knows Hoth. True. Opening shot in Empire. Uh, quick poll here. I like what they do with Rhodey in this movie. Yeah. I think Rhodey's got some good moments, actually. Like, mm. Okay, this is just... Director said this. Secret Invasion director said Rhodey's been a scroll since this movie, Hate since that. Civil War. Hate that. Until that's confirmed in an actual project, until that's confirmed by Kevin Feige, that movie. is not... Not true. Was no, it directly after no this way. movie? It would be when he was in the hospital. Oh, yeah. okay. So I hate that, especially for what it does for Rhodey's character in Infinity War and Endgame. Awful. But his... The, I don't... Yeah. Like, directors are not really given the reign that they used to be in the MCU. So no. I don't take that as gospel. I don't take that as that is when he's scroll. I think later in uh, his movie, Armor Wars, yeah. they'll throw something around like, Oh, when this happened, because I hate that it would be a scroll for Tony's death, and I refuse to accept that, no, honestly. No, so no. He comes up, he's one of the few characters who actually gets to see him, and, mm -hmm. and he has a great moment at the end of this movie. 136, 136 combat missions. You know, I didn't know if I was going to come back, but I flew him. Mm -hmm. Like, that's such a great line from Rhodey. Like, yeah. he gets some genuine character development in here, and I will say, best suit. Best war machine yeah. suit. He's so it's so good. I got a question. Did Vision miss <laughs> on purpose? Did did he miss or was that where he's aiming? Right. Uh, I mean, he said I was distracted. I missed. He was distracted Whoa. because that, that's well, a quote I mean, from let's, Daredevil. So you <laughs> talked earlier about what does Vision want in this movie? I, he pretty clearly. He I think he pretty clearly says he wants, what he wants. He wants man. mommy Wanda. He wants mommy <laughs> Maximoff, man. I'm telling Ooh. you right now, because look, he literally says it. He's like, Lizzie, oh. she, she asks him, "What do you want?" <laughs> and Vision says, "For the world to see you as I do." Oh, and he's he wants, definitely got oh, one side. I mean, I mean, come on. He, he wants a. He wants a pinch. Oh, can we it's blame him? Can we really blame him? He was distracted. She's sitting right there, man. He instantly goes right up there. I tiny mean, come dude, on. Tiny dude's big now. Tiny, I mean. Whoa. Whoa. Does he even have a tiny dude? <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. Anyway. But anyway, yeah, is I think also in relation to that roadie scene, this is my favorite Stanley cameo. Are I was you just Tony about to say that. Stank? Come yeah. on, that is beautiful. 
beautiful. I took that and used that as my username for a lot of things after this. <laughs> Tony Letterbox. Tony Stank. You know, I, I, that's my literally my letterbox. Uh, so Tony Stank is great. I and love I that. love Rody's reaction to <laughs> yeah. it too. Yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, scroll, Rody. See, it just ruins it. Like it's, it takes yeah, you out of not, it. Not scroll, Rody. No, not scroll, Rody. I don't think. Not my roadie. Do um, we want to talk about give Zemo any more praise at all? Daniel Bruhl's great. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have issue with his plan because it's all over the place. I love how separate really he is from the from like the main characters for a long time. That that is a critique I see a lot. Baron Zemo's plan is just too complex. Really. Too com- Do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the Dark Knight then. If we're talking about a plan that's too complex, like I don't think I don't think your villain being a super well, genius should be thrown in there. You know? I, I think the I'm Dark not, Knight works because the Joker is just chaos. I think the post-credit scenes were a little on the weaker side. Wouldn't you say? Like the Black Panther one? I That one was cool, but then the Spider-Man one was more of just a... So I think, looking back on it, yes, it is very, you know, eh, they're kind of on the weaker side. But the first time you go and see that, I was so extremely excited for Black Panther and Spider-Man. Where are they going to take these characters? Like, I'm... They really hit in 2016. I may, and looking back on all of these post-credit scenes, I'm I'm honestly like, nah. But we know where the story is going. We know how it ends. So, I that's just where I look at it, though. I feel like Black Panther. Um, looking back, I I wish he was utilized more. I mean that that could just be me wishing Chadwick Boseman was in more movies. But um, I watched Black Panther after Infinity War. Oh. After. Wow. I think after like Captain Marvel and stuff too. After he died? After no, no, not after he died. No, what I'm saying is after he perished in Infinity War. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw it. I've seen it once, and then it was nominated for Best Picture. I was like, oh well. Now I feel like, now I feel like I'm too cool if I watch Ooh. it a second time. <laughs> I don't want to do that. True. <laughs> oh man, I yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait to watch it again. Actually. It was, oh, I remember enjoying it. Black Panther's great. I love yeah. Black Panther. But that's a conversation for another day. What we need right now from you gentlemen Ooh. is favorite character Ooh. in this movie. I already said mine. Mine's Iron Man. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of took him early. You did. Which, that's is, fine. which is kind I've of my one. fault. I'm sorry. I, I got to go Iron Man, though. I've kind of already explained. His performance is fantastic in this movie. I think he... The fact that he hasn't gotten an, some recognition for this character... In the awards sanction is yeah. kind of a, a crime. It I'm not is. gonna lie. Yes, because <laughs> he is so good. But uh, Ethan, do you have one, or should we go to yeah, Michael I'll, first? I'll go. I've taken Tony so many times. I think every Avengers movie that Tony's in, I always take Tony. I do think, like you said, this is his best uh, performance, best writing. I think in this movie. But I'm not gonna take him because you've taken him. I want to spread it out. I'm going to take Baron Zemo. I like Baron Zemo. I love the performance, the way he's brought to life. He just does. He's he's really our first MCU villain that doesn't get in a fistfight of any kind. Other than, you know, Justin Hammer, the the great Justin Hammer. He he's just there. He's a presence. Like like not to compare him to the Joker again, but you know, he doesn't get in that fistfight. You know, he doesn't get in a fistfight at the end of the movie like the Joker does. Yeah. Just like the Dark Knight, but it it ends differently. I like he's he's not that physical threat, but he's that mental threat, mm. which is something that we don't really get a lot. Yeah, and I like what that brings to this movie. Like, who who's the best person to fight the Avengers? 
the Avengers. Pit them against each other. It works so well. Love the performance. Just he's so captivating with his the way. Too. Yeah, his motive is good. And it's just, it's fun. Yeah. I like him a lot. Scene, I liked him on his phone. The scene at the end, like when uh, Martin Freeman, who we haven't even talked about, he's not much of a presence in this movie, but he shows up and he's like, Is he a scroll? Is he a scroll, is he a scroll here? Who knows? <laughs> uh, I have a better one. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Uh, I, he, he asks him to see your plan. How does it feel to see your plan fail so spectacularly? And looks him in the eye so confidently. Did it? Did it? Oh, and it, it leave and it leaves him. Even him, Martin Freeman. He's like, just kind of looks and ponders the question, real quick. Great moment. Because would would Infinity War be different if the Avengers were together at the start? Iron Man sure seems to think so in Endgame. Mm-hmm. You said we do that together too. Well, guess what, Cap? Dude, I can't. I can't. He said That's... the Oppenheimer quote. <laughs> he thought we might start a chain reaction that would destroy the entire world. I believe we did. I believe we did. <laughs> uh, Micah, favorite character? My favorite character is Vision in this movie. I think that he stands out to me as one of the best portrayals mm. of Vision in a movie. Uh, just because we see his motives. We see his restraint to not use all of his power because he doesn't need to. He doesn't want to. It's not like, uh, you know, sometimes you get those super strong characters, Captain Marvel, for instance, who could wipe out an entire army, but she doesn't because plot reasons. (laughs) But in this, Vision doesn't because he has a moral reason not to. He doesn't want to. Because it's not right. And that's good. Because he is a morally good character. He sees everything. He considers it all. And he forms an opinion. And that's great. I love I love how he's written in this movie. I love his react his interactions with Wanda, the beginnings of that relationship, how he's um, making paprika. Pretty cool. Paprika. 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 Pinch of paprika. I love how he's uh, slowly, or maybe we can order a pizza instead. Like he's he's not very good at hiding things. He's just a charming character. Yeah, yeah. When he, well, he is charming. But there's that one scene in the uh, when they're at the airport battle, and everyone's running, everything's going crazy. He draws the line. Stops, Captain Rogers. You may think you're in the right, and he draws the line in the sand oh, practically yeah. between the two sides, and it's like the super intimidating version of Vision. Like he could totally take you down, oh, yeah. man. A uh, great pull, Vision and Vision and Zemo. It was funny. Uh, I, I thought that when he draws the line, I felt like they were much closer, but then they do full-on sprints for a couple seconds, <laughs> leading into the, the like jumping into the first clash. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. And we know how fast oh. they can run. We saw them in the highway scene. That's true. <laughs> that's true. All right, real, real quick, some stats. Uh, well, do you want to go through some, like, this made a lot of money. <laughs> oh, this made a butt ton of money, man. This was, off, like, man. this was, what, our fourth or fifth movie that made over a billion dollars? Crazy, Third, I believe. So there was Spider Man. Yeah. There was Iron Man three. You know, let me organize it by uh, by Monet's. Uh, we've got the Avengers, Ultron, Iron Man three, Civil War, and yeah, those are all of our movies that you're made saying, over a billion. You're saying Iron Man three made more money than Civil War? Yeah. Wow, that's huh. 
shows how big Iron Man was. That's for sure. Huh. Interesting. And the budget for Civil War was two fifty. Yeah. That. Oof. This is when they started giving the beefy, Oof. beefy. Budget. I mean, it's no, it's no Ultron, <laughs> three sixty five, <laughs> and uh, Endgame at four hundred. But man, that's a lot of dough. <laughs> that's a lot of money. I mean, it paid off a billion dollars, man. The big team up movie. What do you guys think? Uh, scores? We're doing scores now? Uh, favorite scene. Oh, favorite scene. You gotta you're right, do you're favorite right. scene, man. You can't forget about the favorite scene. Um, if Do either of you have one? I just like Spidey in the airport. Spidey in the airport. Yeah, that's what you're going to say. And, uh, and Falcon. That was pretty cool. I like his quips. I already talked about it a little bit, but yeah. yeah. It's cool. To s- it's it's a, a way to show Spider-Man's introduction. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he's strong. You don't have to be like, oh yeah, uh, M- Mr. Stark, I-, I I can lift all this weight and and, and, and yeah. look, I can do the webs and no, no, they just show it. You see his battle IQ yeah. firsthand. Yeah, really, cool. the first on-screen fight, probably the best first on-screen fight for a Spider-Man. I mean, but it, uh, T- Toby's is pretty good though. I mean, he fights uh, the guy in the the ring, or uh, <laughs> your husband make it for you. <laughs> Oh man, um, if you have one, I got one. Okay, go I, ahead. The scene where the uh, Sokovia Accords are first presented, and they're all in that room that arguing. Good. That's mm. just—I don't know. I love a good airport fight scene, but a good table argument is also great too. Tony lays out his his case. He puts up the image of the kid that died. He presents it like why emotionally he's going to sign the accords. And then Cap's like, I can't. Mm. I love that scene. So good. Dad. Oh, man. Yeah, while we're talking about that scene, uh, really, really quick. Should this, should this have been an Avengers movie? Just like, should it have been titled Avengers? Yes or no? No. It, no? it works where it is. Okay. And, and do you think Hulk and... Was there another Avenger missing? Thor. Thor. Do you think they should have been in this movie? No. no. They have their reasons for being Ragnarok, which is great. And like, because if Infinity War came out and Infinity War sucked or it felt like it was too quick, then maybe it should have been like, okay, Civil War should have been that Avengers movie. You, but yeah, it was Infinity War so great. This movie so good. No point do I think that this shouldn't have happened. Okay. And you do get that argument. Okay. This is the end of Cap's trilogy. It kind of. Does it work in that capacity? That. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think it works. Cool. I like it. I it's a great movie. I agree. So I'm going to go with the scene with Tony Stark when he reveal, when it's revealed that Bucky kills his parents. That was good. For many reasons. You are shown this car crash where the Winter Soldier goes and retrieves this serum for these Winter Soldiers, the other Winter Soldiers. You were shown it twice before mm-hmm. the third time where you see it, where it's finally revealed that Tony's parents were in there. So many plot threads from the beginning of this movie tie into this moment that you don't even think about until this moment. You have Tony talking about his parents and how he regrets on how he left things before they perished. And then you find out in that moment that Bucky was the one to take a, and the, the scene is brutal where Bucky is slamming his fist into Tony's dad. And then he goes and absolutely chokes out his mom. Like, dude, it is so brutal and straight up again. Why Tony's the best actor in this movie. He sits there and he's, he's, he knows this road. I know that road. What is this? And he, you can, you can hear the, 
the falter in his voice Cadence, in that, yeah. and, and he's like what is this and he's not ready for it he's totally taken off guard and he sits there watches the tape and he's in silence and he makes a move right towards Bucky and Cap stops him and the emotion drawn from that scene leads so perfectly into the fight because then it, it, when it when it becomes more than just a fight when you are more invested in the in the story and the reasons why they're fighting than just that it becomes something else entirely and it's all because of the great scene right there that Zemo perfectly constructs this moment for Tony to see that Bucky killed his parents and that scene for me takes the cake there's not there's no scene that even comes close that scene is so good and I'll say in that scene the first time in the theater I was really questioning is Cap gonna kill Tony here when he has that shield and Tony's mask is off I'm like oh we're not gonna see a beheading are we I I thought that in the theater goes right in the arc arc reactor which would have killed Tony one movie ago Mm -hmm. yeah and I even remember rumors leading up to this film real quick that Who's going to die? This is Captain America's third film. Mm-hmm. Is Captain America going to die? Is Iron Man going to die? We didn't know the grand plan of the MCU. For a while, this movie was titled Captain America, The Serpent Society, before even Civil War was a thing. So before the grand plan was there, it was Captain America 3, is Cap going to die? So obviously that didn't happen, and we had to wait a while for... You know their stories to conclude there was still much more story to tell but there were rumors going into this if you remember in 2015 leading up who's gonna die so and just anyone who ever hate because now it's easy to look back on the mcu as a whole say that's not cinema it's just stories being told but you can't like no watch way. this movie no way look at the writing and say that this isn't this isn't cinema yep. because it just is yep. you know the you could highlight the airport scene, all the action, the spectacle, all the characters in there. But at the end of the day, this is a Tony versus Cap movie. And I think that is so present. Yep. Yep. And the emotion and the writing that you can draw from those characters. But now, gentlemen, we read hours. Who cares about ours? Let's hear what the internet has to say. See what the report yeah, has to say. That's what I want to know. So, what'd you guys say? Uh, what what kind of level is this movie sitting Ooh. on here? For the Hollywood Report, I think Report. they botched this one, I do. Yeah? I think this is one of the ones that they say it's not very good. Probably. I, I, I feel that. I'm going like I'm s- 20 to 30 range on this. Oof. I'm right. going, yeah, 27. I'm 27? Going, yeah. You guys would be pretty close if you were talking about the Screen Crush ranking. Oh. They ranked it at 24. Oof. Okay. That's pretty crazy. Uh, but... The Hollywood Reporter, the infamous ranking system. Um, <laughs> is it above or below into the Spider-Verse? Oh, okay. Well, at least we're in the good I, bucket below. range. Below? I think it's below. I'm going to say below. Okay. Spider-Verse, I think, was 18, if I remember. No, no. Spider-Verse was 13. Civil okay. War was 14. Ooh. All right. Okay. You know what? 15 okay. is Ant-Man and the Wasp. 16 is Age <laughs> Ultron. Just to give us a yes. little bit of range. Ant-Man is 11. Oh, oh big list. <laughs> okay, Ant-Man's better than Civil War, guys, yeah, for and sure. Yeah, our next... Uh, our-
Marvel movie. Isn't that Doctor Strange, right? Uh, on the on the list for this for what no, we're no, watching, our next Marvel uh, MCU movie. I yes, think it's Doctor Strange. Strange. That one's up there too, above, above Civil War. So uh, uh, get ready for that. Well, let's see what the internet thinks. So the internet, uh, Rotten Tomatoes critic is a ninety, mm-hmm. audience is an eighty nine. Close. Metacritic yeah. is a seventy five. Metacritic users an eight point IMDb is a seven point eight, and a Letterbox is a three point six out of five, giving them an average of eighty. Mm. Placing it at 16th place, which is lower than yeah, the Hollywood Reporter 16. rating. Wow. I mean, 80 is still a high score, but 16. We got some competition. Yeah, that's interesting, man. Because yeah. this, I, I'd say this is one of the higher tier movies that we've seen. Well, Micah, let's go give us it. your score, yeah. man. The writing is think? there. I think this is one of the best. I mean, Ben, you've been praising it the whole time. Ethan, you've been praising it. I've been praising it. The acting in this movie is so well done i love the emotion i think this is finally the movie where all of the characters are on the same page they all are familiar with their characters they know what they're trying to do and they can give their all in this and i might regret this later <laughs> Ooh, i i I did see your letterbox score, too. so I'm, I'm wondering how high you're going to go. I here. round up for letterbox. Okay, okay, right, right, okay, right. Okay, I'll give this bad boy a nine point five. <laughs> Whoa, right out of the gate, Micah. Spider-Man Two was my highest. What was that? Nine point five. Oh, so this matches that. I might. I feel like Spider-Man Two needs to be higher. You can't change but there's just not yeah, enough you room you can't not, go back I didn't, get, I didn't give myself enough room here's the thing man I, I gave thought. it a 9.5 because that's like the middle like okay that gives me some room the middle <laughs> that's the middle of the nines the right? of so if you're thinking that Spider-Man is better than this yeah. then maybe Civil War needs to be a 9.4 like maybe a little bit but lower but I think it's better than the Winter Soldier at a 9.4 oh interesting that's how close okay. it is for okay. me. Right? Nine point four five. Okay, I can live with that. Oh, there. Can you? <laughs> I can. I can live with that. All right, now we're just getting. Now we're just. I getting can live screwy. with that. Nine point four five. We'll do it. Nine point four five. Boom. Ben, what do you think? All right. I okay. I will. I I'll, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. This is good stuff, man. This is the the markoff for phase three is very apparent here. This is really where I started getting into my MCU fandom, just when it was coming out in theaters. I saw this four times. It was the first time I saw a Marvel movie more than once at the theater because I had my own car, so I was able to go more often. I took my buddy to see it. I took my brothers to see it. it I mean, it was huge. It was event movie television it was huge and i was so invested there for the whole film and i still to this day i'm not the biggest fan i think winter soldier beats this out for sure Hmm. winter soldier is the better i think the best of the three captain america films and i actually think if i was to rank these I think this is the weakest Captain America film as what it goes because I think because of its focus on all of the Avengers. I think a Captain America movie should be mainly focused on Captain America and the first two are this one focuses on everyone else. And so I think as far as Captain America goes, I think this is the weakest Captain America film. But I'm I'm still giving this a high score, man. I'm giving this a nine. 
I think this is fantastic. Wow. I'm not sure that I would go nine and a half. I, I think there are some issues. I settled on a nine point four. Okay. I think <laughs> I, yeah, I think there definitely are some issues with this one. I love doing this podcast because I'm made aware and remember the Sharon Carter thing I'm not a fan of. That's a big one. The music is definitely very weak in this one and, and some shoddy CGI, man. You could throw uh, Wanda's accent in there, too. Yeah, you could throw yeah. that in there. Those I really don't those care. Those didn't bother me. Yeah, like I mean, they were there, but... Elizabeth Olsen, man, it kind of... I kind of... So yeah, and I, and so I, I just I just kind of go, all's forgiven, all's forgiven. Uh, I just kind of he's go giving her a pass, pass that. Any other actress? There no. are some issues that I have with it, so I'm giving this a nine okay. versus your nine point four. Still a fantastic movie, Mr. Wensloff. I guess I'll go the highest here. I'm gonna Ten. go higher than both. No, it's not. What? My given. You, you know gave. what? I love your case because these <laughs> MCU is my favorite favorite film series these are my favorite movie characters so the mcu is the closest you can get to serialized television on the big screen with yes. the big budget so you know what i how many tens have i given up two two i have the first avengers and then i have winter soldier mm. do i want to give this a 10 I'm going to take this time to just talk about. We haven't talked about her enough. Scarlett Johansson. We didn't talk about oh, Scarlett Johansson at all. Man, great, that's great a great character. Point. The way, like, she is the line in this movie between fighting for the cause you believe in and just friendship. Yep. Friendship with these characters, with Clint, with Steve. She, she, stops, she stops T'Challa from getting Bucky right there. She she lets him get on the Quinjet and fly to the final act. She she is a force in this movie. She stands the line. She stands with Tony, but she also knows Cap's my friend. Mm. This is my guy. So my she she finds the balance where we have Team Cap, Team Iron Man. You know maybe I'm Team Nat because yeah I I think I said that earlier didn't I? I said first half of the movie I'm with Tony, second half I'm with you Cap. Did. So I think I'm Team Nat. Team there Black, you go, Black Team Widow. Nat. So there we go. But uh, heck, why not? I uh, I'll give this a ten. Wow. Give this, I, I like handing out my tens to these movies because I love these movies. Because you're the lowest average of all. Yeah, because I yeah, I've got the lowest average. average. I gotta throw that up there. The thing is, what y- y'all ain't going tens because you know you're scared of them. But I once I start handing out tens, it's like I love these movies. I do. I'm saving them for the end of phase I love three. Them, yeah. Then at the end of this marathon, when I have twenty tens, then I can say, "All right, let me rank these twenty tens." It makes it easier on me. Let's just <laughs> okay, do that. That's fair. That is definitely. I'm fair. just ranking them as I go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ethan, with your ten, Ben with your nine, and me with my nine point four. Sorry, I, I I was I hesitated because I was looking at our Winter Soldier scores because uh. I've already got this thing ranked, man. That gives us a 9.467. I like it. And those little numbers mean all the difference. Because the Avengers, we gave it a 10, a 9.5, and an 8.8, giving it an average of 9.43 versus a 9.46. Ooh! Civil War beats out the Avengers. Wait, hold on. Taking our second place spot. What did we give Avengers? Ben, you gave it taking a, our not, second place spot. Our second place spot. Okay, all right. You know what? Yeah. I'm okay with that. Ben, you gave Avengers a nine point five. 
Okay, I'm okay. What did you give Avengers? 8.8. Didn't Yeah, didn't you? I like, wasn't super hot on it. Yeah, you're right. I was okay. like, okay, this all is right. good, but it could be better. Okay. Ten. As long as it's not taking <laughs> the place of I think number one. All of Ethan's tens um, are the reason why they're up the, at the top. Guys, I control this list. Just <laughs> look at it. I do. I'm the deciding factor. So this is number two? I am the danger. This is, this is number two. Holy cow. Taking Thor... Out of the top ten. Oh. Taking Dang, the Wolverine out of the top twenty and the Punisher out of the top thirty. <laughs> wow. Shout out to Benza. Uh, and support. officially Hey. And officially hey. putting Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance in forty first place. Ooh. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hold and for on. all you Daredevil stands, that's thirty seventh now. <laughs> I've got a shout out here. Rye guy FI4ZX here. Sky guy. Listen, man. You absolutely get it, man. You absolutely get my Punisher take. Punisher. There is someone else out there who understands the Punisher take. I sent it in the group chat. You are an absolute legend. You understand where I'm coming from. I, I knew there was someone out there who agreed with me. My, yeah. And you I get mean, a hey, shout out hey, right you, there. You can go on the internet and find people who Think all these all these things. You Even know? though it just got out of thirtieth place in our eight <laughs> ranking. All right, so that eight wraps up. Heart. Yeah, the Michael, Captain what? America trilogy. Ooh, trilogy That's ranking. Right. Trilogy right. ranking. What we all got right, here? So first Avenger, we ranked it an eight point three three. Okay. Mm -hmm. Winter Soldier nine point eight. Civil War nine point four seven. That averages to a nine point two. Highest trilogy That's for sure. Yeah, highest yeah. trilogy for sure because Easily. Raimi trilogy averaged an eight point one. Yeah. yeah. Out of the park, man. Not even close. Where was what What's Iron look Man at trilogy? A, all right, so um hold on. Oh yeah, what is Winter no. Soldier was first place. Civil War is second place. First Avenger is tenth place. As long as it's still in the top ten. What's our uh, what's our top five? Top Micah? five. Winter Soldier, nine point eight. Civil War, nine point four six. The Avengers, 9.4. Uh, fourth place is Days of Future I Past. I was wondering where Let's Days go. of Future Past was. Let's go. Yeah. 9.1. Spider-Man 2, number 5. Wow. At an 8.9. Wow. Guys, Spider-Man 2 will be out soon. I just think that it's Guardians, a testament to how freaking good Spider-Man 2 is. That it's still, Thanks in 2016, yeah. in the top 5. It's so good. I it. I, think, I love that. Do you guys Spider Man two? Do you guys think Spider Man two is going to make it through the top ten by the end of this? I think it. I think it'll hold on. I do because at least no. top fifteen for me. No, I don't. I mean, for, personally, there for me, it's lot. top five. It's your number one still, right? Still number one, yeah. But hanging like, on to that, Raimi. Infinity War and Endgame are such amazing yeah, movies. Yeah, I, I just think. And Logan is so good. If it's five now, an X Men Apocalypse next week's movie into the. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Next week, folks, we got X-Men Apocalypse. Now, we were super hot on X-Men Days of Future Past. Very hot. It's still in our top Love five. Can this movie... Yeah. I've only seen this movie once before. I have two. I don't Never remember seen it. being very hot on it, but I don't remember being as hot on Days of Future Past, and it's in our top five, so that's next week. So we've got that to look forward to, and then after that, we've got... What is after that? Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Which I'm greatly looking forward to because that's And that wraps up 2016. Stuff, mm. Yeah, we're wow. slowly plugging it. Oh, like also, uh, X-Men Apocalypse wraps up our uh, Future oh. Past trilogy. That's true. Because after that, it's just Logan, and then we get into the the like the garbage uh -huh. new mutants and Dark Phoenix. And the absolute yeah. crap. Before we close this out, I just want to once again give 
the Russo brothers a shout out mm, for yes. what they did. They, you could say that they saved the MCU in a way. The MCU wasn't going downhill by any way, but just the juice they brought to Winter juice. Soldier, the juice they brought to this, and then Cut they get the to check. go do the two Avengers movies after this. They hugely impacted. I think the Russo brothers yep. and James Gunn and whatever Feige was doing, they they oh, ushered they ushered in this era that we love yep. so much, and they deserve the credit. But I love their their two two big callbacks. I noticed when I watched this movie to their time in TV. You have Tim Rash oh. as he plays Dean on Community. He has a great scene with Tony Stark in this, and then the airport scene. Do the iconic. Arrested Development, Bluth, Stairmobile in the background. Yeah. I love them giving their homages to to TV because that's where they came from. That is true. After seeing Arrested Development, now watching Civil War for the first time after seeing it, seeing that made made me smile. That's for sure. Just like we hope that this podcast makes you smile at home because... As much as we, as much as we love doing it, we also love seeing the engagement. Comments that you guys are get so fun. See, and yeah. They really are. Yeah. Even if so much fun. Even if they are really crapping on our takes, that's what I love so much about this. That people are listening to our takes. Well, so <laughs> well that and it's just that's my big thing of part of the reason why I love doing this because it's talking with people about this stuff. Even in today's world where. This stuff is much more popular now. It's not as uncommon to talk about this stuff with people, but even in, I mean, I go to my job, there's about one person that I can have a full-blown conversation about. It's still not as big. So getting this opportunity to sit down and talk with you guys is a treat, but it's also a treat to You're sit down treat, and ben. hear what you guys have You're to say. Snack, wow, that's that's too much praise. <laughs> but, it, but it is, it's so, it's so much fun. So, I mean, we love doing this because it's an interesting experience experiment but we also love to hear what you guys have to say because the passion that you guys can bring to this is is just so fun so i mean we love i mean we have no plans to certainly stop Mm-mm. here i mean we're definitely going to finish this out ahsoka is out we've had two episodes premiered as of the recording of this podcast you know we don't really have a lot of time but let us know if you want a thought there's a lot going on in that show that is very interesting for what's set up so if you want to hear us talk about it let us know uh blue beetle just came out the whatever the newest film of the <laughs> dc universe dc we don't know anymore james gunn said it's a fresh start micah we never sat down to podcast about we were going to you got anything you want to say about blue beetle but well, we have the have the mics. <laughs> Dune two was delayed. Dune two, <laughs> I still hate. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing. Sad but I'm man. actually sad, sad man. man. Oof. That's all I've got to say about I Blue George Beetle. Lopez in the MCU. Mike, you or uh, Ben, you didn't watch Blue Beetle yet, did you? No, no, I did not. Really I, I, Let I, us honestly, know if, if you really want a Blue Beetle podcast, me and Michael will guster up the gusto to, to <laughs> do it, but. Uh, Wait. Tune in next week for X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. Let's just be real. Uh, I, I can't wait for our second um, X Men MCU head to head May release. Uh, Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man Two, and X Men Days of Future Past both came out in May uh, 2014. And now we have Captain America: Civil War and X Men Apocalypse coming out in May 2016. Why did they do that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't why know. not just wait till summer? 
Who can say? Who can really say? But I think that does it, gentlemen, for Captain America Civil War. Stay tuned for more to come. Otherwise, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Westloff. This is Micah Hett. Signing off. We all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. All right, now, uh, which team are you on? Hashtag Ben, hashtag Ethan, (laughs) hashtag Micah. I think we concluded. Hashtag Team Matt at the end of this. Hashtag Team (laughs) Pete. Does anybody have any orange slices?